Julia. A warm welcome to you. And of course, thank you for checking out the Streaming Wisdom solo and sometimes podcast. A place for you to thoroughly relish in a stream of embodied wisdom. Whether it's my wisdom, someone else's, or your very own wisdom activated by what you're hearing. This is for you if you're desiring stellar shifts in perspective that liberate you from self-sabotage and illuminate your authentic self and true nature. It's especially for you if you love a good yarn showcasing the magic and mystery of life and how enchanting it truly is. And I'm talking about stories with purpose, the kind that bring forth a state of awe, optimism, and trust in yourself and your fellow humans. These stories are intended to help you cultivate your own wisdom as you pioneer new ways of being in the realms of leadership, health and wellness, inner growth, relationships, purpose, creative expression, and much more. Would you like to know what we're getting up to? Well, together we'll eagerly ride the waves beyond fear, beyond drama, and even beyond the pursuit of truth to a place of simply what is real right now about who we are and the nature of reality. By tuning in, you are also fine-tuning yourself to the frequencies of love, power, and wisdom, which is the ultimate intention of streaming wisdom. So thank you in advance for the wonderful contribution you are making to yourself that's rippling out to all humankind, all beings, and our beautiful home that is Earth. I hope you're as excited as I am and simultaneously relaxing into a comfy place to enjoy this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I'm really excited to share this wisdom, which was streamed early 2021. It was first published as an article on medium.com and has now been turned into an audio. So this is a reading of the original intention of money, how I found the true gift in the distortion. Years ago, I felt an urge to remedy my relationship with money because apparently my resentment toward our financial system was only hurting me. This was according to the new age coaching and conscious entrepreneurial scene It was the current rhetoric whispered by the collective. Whilst I wholeheartedly agreed I was hurting, (laughs) I couldn't just bypass what I knew and felt to be true about money. And not for a lack of trying either, most attempts to heal my relationship felt inauthentic and unhealthy, for I was paving over wounds with cement and leaving them to fester underneath. Even though I abhorred our financial system, I began to embrace money as my teacher and a tool for personal reflection, to reveal more about me to me. I faced my money wounds as presented, 
treating them as symptoms by listening to what they were telling me. I found more wisdom, peace, inner spaciousness and freedom through each experience, initiating a truly epic and unforgettable journey that changed my life. I'm happily compelled to share this story that is both rooted in my current earthly reality and launches off into the cosmos to other eons, dimensions and locations as I track the energies of the original intention of money, the true purpose behind the creator of our financial system, otherwise known as the money matrix. Disclaimer, (laughs) of course, I'm not sure that what I found is the truth. I mean, it's a pretty big call to say, I know what the original intention of money is. But I'm not after what is truth. I am simply after what is real. And this journey was as real to me as speaking to you right now. And that's the beauty of myth and story. It's not really about what's true. It's about what we need to hear at the time to change our perspective and create the shifts that we're really desiring from within. This story reveals how the intentions for money were infiltrated by dark synthetic forces at inception point and the greater purpose behind the infiltration. To my not so surprise surprise, I discover that I'm connected to the very being responsible for creating money Learning this provided great soul relief, traveling backwards and forwards in time, an all-encompassing shift in vibration that harmonized much pain and guilt I was unconsciously carrying. It helped me alchemize my major money wound that replayed throughout my current lifetime and many more. I'm thrilled that you have joined my adventure where I hope you are reconnected to the core purpose behind money and find the true gift in the distortion for yourself, which beyond all the drama had and still holds a truly beautiful intention that nurtures the involution of each person and the evolution of all by helping us remember our true nature as creator beings. As Rumi supposedly said, learn the alchemy true human beings know. The moment you accept what troubles you've been given, the door will open. The much needed backstory for context. The very last thing I expected to receive insight around, let alone write about, is the original intention of money. By no means am I a star pupil at money management, according to the finance, self-help, or the more alternative think and grow rich books, and especially considering that my star sign is Capricorn, who are renowned for smart financial decisions and being great savers. Not me. I have very little interest in finance and often feel tired, bored, and notice my awareness checking out during conversations about money. I'm happy with my financial choices too. I embellish in an experience-rich life, packed full of adventure, travel, and investing in my personal growth, freedom, well-being, and healing, making the most of this earthly wonderland. 
I also had a long-standing grudge with the money matrix. I can't remember a time where I didn't feel the pain of humanity's great sacrifice of time, energy, well-being, creative expression, and relationships to earn money to survive. Working in any job made me feel as though I had been stolen from myself, boxed up and reduced to something meaningless. I would become withdrawn, depressed, lose purpose for living, and fantasize about leaving Earth altogether. There were other issues at play, but overall, I guess I preferred the idea of dying over being a slave to the money matrix. It was that serious for me. I harbored an ongoing inner rant that making money is not the point of life, and although mostly would surely agree, I couldn't help but notice that people were pressured into acting like it was. And it's true on some level for the majority of humankind. Money is intrinsically linked to survival. Our neurological wiring revolves mostly around keeping us safe. How will I survive? Also known these days is, how will I earn money? This may not be an everyday concern to income earners, but if circumstances change and their source is cut off, they get sent right back to that primal place of needing to survive, making money their main focal point. Back to my backstory. Based on my observations, I established that money was a tool for control and enslavement, from how it was used to abuse groups to how individuals related to it. People give their authority over to money every day, allowing it control of their life and destiny. They let money determine what they can and can't do. Their movements, experiences, food and nutrition, where they live, how they dress, their kids' education, where they holiday. It influences how they feel, the meaning and value they place on themselves and whether they will be loved, accepted and belong. And yes, all of this is by choice on some level, which is more obvious for people who live in affluent parts of the world. But many people aren't even aware that they can choose. How much money they have is the deciding factor. And who can help but notice the atrocities that have taken place by people, governments, financial institutions and corporations in the name of money? from poisoning nearly everything on our planet, soil, water, ecosystems, marine life, flora, fauna, and people, to excessive overconsumption and waste, the GFC, recessions, housing mortgage bubble crises, murder, and even war. I couldn't overlook all this. More recently, I became aware of a deep hurt within when anyone expressed that life was hard because of money, or they perceived being unsupported or trapped by the money matrix. I guess I knew the hurt was there all along. I just hadn't really thought about it before until one day I acknowledged it. Wow, I really feel that. I then witnessed my mind commentating this deep hurt. This isn't right. There's something seriously wrong with the system if so many people aren't thriving, if so many people are miserable making money. This is so fucked. Why do we keep pretending this is all okay? Why do we keep going? 
I love making the unconscious conscious. It's like, ah, caught you. I see what's going on inside there. I could have thought this over a thousand times up until that moment. I realized that my unspoken words were being swallowed, along with the pain, into the pit of my stomach, causing many money-related problems and compelling me to look within. I immersed myself in personal development and realized that my gripes with the money matrix were hurting my relationship with money and therefore hurting me. I tried to resolve it, investing in myself and my business. I took Money and Miracles courses and coaching for many years, which all helped greatly, but didn't quite go as deep into the shadow side of money that I personally needed. It was all a bit fluffy and way too convenient that money was never to blame, or at least didn't play some role. You may have encountered the rhetoric shared throughout the new age conscious entrepreneurial scene that goes something like, money's just energy. It's people who turn money evil or good. Money is neutral. Whilst there is a rather large thread of truth in that, it's a premature belief for most to adopt because they are severely wounded by the money matrix, as you will soon find out. And taking this on can bypass a profound healing experience their soul is calling in for themselves, leaving them suspended in denial along with their undesirable money situation. Money is not entirely neutral. It really depends on the unique individual and their journey. Yes, our intentions play a huge role in money. And yes, wonderful things come from money with the best of intentions. But people also do horrible, out of character and inhumane things in the chase of it. It seems to have a hold on them like drugs to an addict. Their intentions are not exclusively driving their relationship with money. To a large degree, the energy of money is driving them. And some people are destined to get caught up in this. There's a subtle energy in money, one among many, that is horrendously fucked up and benevolent in nature. I have felt it my whole life. I know you feel it too. That's the part I couldn't overlook anymore. I firmly declined the money is neutral discourse even though I knew changing my beliefs could transform my life and experiences with money. The fascinating thing about beliefs is that in order to change them, you have to believe in what you're changing them to, no longer believe in what you're changing them from, and most importantly, believe in yourself to be successful. And when you know a little too much about an experiment, the placebo doesn't have the desired effect. That was my issue. I couldn't trick me. There was no point attempting to rewire myself and bully my mind into getting on board with a convenient lie. And as you know, I harbored a deep resentment for the money matrix that I not only felt, I couldn't resolve, nor did I want to because it felt wrong to go there. I couldn't pretend that money is neutral. So I leant right in to what I knew to be most true at the time. And that was, money is evil. Down, down, down into the dark cave I feared most. 
leaning into money is evil. For nearly 12 months, I went somewhere I had never truly allowed myself to go. I gave yours truly unconditional permission to sit with money is evil and freely feel anything about the money matrix. And not from a whiny, I just saw the Zeitgeist documentary and I'm peeved with a Federal Reserve kind of way, in a more wholesome, responsible way, knowing that my money experiences were beautifully orchestrated to show me my wounding and where I lacked integrity in my multidimensional being. Where I previously resisted or blamed myself for each presenting experience, I now saw as a golden opportunity to move beyond the personal dramas I had allowed to hook into my reality through my open wounds. In short, the money matrix and all my experiences with it were my design. It was my job to read what the signs were showing me. Metaphorically, I went to the depths of the cave and sat there all alone with obviously no takers willing to join me on this seemingly reckless adventure. Some might say I found myself in trouble and even in a state of financial peril, but I was exactly where I was meant to be. Although this cave was lonely and dark, it was also buzzing and overflowing with potential. In reality, this is how it manifested. Without realizing, I sabotaged myself from receiving money. (laughs) I had already closed my online business and wouldn't get a job because that felt like slaving away to the money matrix. I cut myself off from marketing my services by deleting, not deactivating, every social media account I owned. First went LinkedIn, then Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. When I finally had my business and social digital death, I had the space to go within and meet myself and my money wounds face on. I experienced financial hardship at times and at other times the exact opposite. Quite out of the ordinary, web design and marketing work organically came my way and I enjoyed it for a moment. I was amused by the irony of friends approaching me for my services to help them with their digital world, knowing I had no presence there. But it got to a point where it didn't feel right to use my creative energy in anything that wasn't fully expressing my natural genius. And I began saying no to nearly everything and everyone. Now, I did mention the cave was buzzing with potential. I was greatly supported emotionally, spiritually, and energetically by my loved ones who were ever present for me. They encouraged and celebrated me. And the deeper and darker I went, the more threads I uncovered about what my money wounds were really showing me. My friends trusted my process and they were there for every rant, cathartic cry, powerful insight, mini breakdown and mini breakthrough. They didn't make my journey wrong, nor try and convince me to change. They didn't see me as a failure and someone who needed to be fixed but rather a heroine braving a unique path. Through their unconditional love and acceptance and tremendous ability to gently point out blind spots, they brought more life to the process, connecting dots and opening up space for further growth and expansion, helping me remember who I am. 
The ocean was my lifeline during these times. I visited the Lady of the Sea nearly every day and learnt more than I could imagine about true abundance and my purpose just by being in her presence. So much so, truth tears well up in my eyes as I read this. To bathe in a wonderland bursting with life is the most enriching experience I could have each day. How could I possibly feel poor in such a place? Here I was immersed in a field of mutual thriving, endless flow, richness and plenty. And the more I appreciated it, the more it rubbed off on me, spiritually, mentally, emotionally and physically. Looking back, I wonder if my nervous system experienced a transition from lack to plenty and rewired itself based on immense appreciation and on the surroundings of an abundance of ocean life. The realizations keep pouring through. Just today, I was thinking about my presenting money related issue. I looked out of the ocean and thought, you're real. The money matrix isn't. My eyes glazed over the beach as my whole body recalibrated to what is true and real in life. A wonderful gift to receive in a world full of distortion and a reality that's an illusion. My focus went back to appreciating the issue, for I can't truly experience what is natural without experiencing what isn't. I was reminded that nature moves, grows and changes effortlessly and this confirmed what I knew to be true in my heart. It was both valid and noble to make a stand for a world where it's natural to do what we truly love and thrive, rather than give our time, energy and power away to a system where we work hard to survive, which doesn't feel like our natural state but rather the distortion of money. And come the rains. Another powerful teacher was my highly intelligent body mind. I witnessed my nervous system response when I transitioned in and out of abundance. Once I learned its language, it was confronting to find out that I existed largely in a state of lack manifesting as fear, anxiety, and gripping tension. I felt into the tension that had escalated over my lifetime in my hips, pelvis, lower back, neck, and jaw with a new perspective, noticing that when I physically contracted, I energetically couldn't let anything in and receive and thanked my body mind for showing me this. As I tended to the areas of tension through fascial bodywork, I realized they held corresponding negative thoughts. I often caught myself mid-daydream running projections into a future where I was impoverished and doomed to fail. As it turns out, scenarios as such played out relentlessly in my mind. I just never really noticed them before. Yikes. I intercepted many thoughts attempting to create my own reality one where I would fail at business and never have enough money, let alone be rich and financially free. When I discovered that I was the one responsible, (laughs) I was astounded by the many years of hardship I had caused myself 
And of course, equally excited because I knew my future would be different. And overall, it was often uncomfortable and confronting to be in the unknown and hypervigilant of how I'm creating my reality, no matter how gentle I was with myself. Whilst I had amazing support and teachers, I didn't want to be rescued. It was my journey to take. I burnt all the bridges and the boats and left myself with no choice nor distraction but to go right through this experience to the degree it was always asking for. Finally. I left my cave on the 17th of November 2020, the day I alchemized my major money wound and discovered the original intention of money. I was online with my co-creators of Grail Leadership. Whilst catching up on our week, my old money wounds re-emerged in full force, taking me by surprise. As I recounted the more superficial concerns, I realized something festering underneath. I felt a deep hurt by the money matrix. I began sharing that the wounding felt ancient, and then it hit me in the core of my being. I was a prime creator who played a pivotal role in the creation of the money matrix in Earth. Well, in my truth, I carry an aspect of that being that created money, as you likely carry this too. Due to the fractal nature of life, we are all connected back to the prime creators of this arena. So this is not just my story to share, it's likely yours too. With no logic behind what I discovered, we went there anyway. Meeting the creator of the money matrix. In her safe, loving and super curious tone, my dear friend said, I'm going to ask you as the creator of the money enslavement matrix, how could you do this? Why would you do this? I spend a few minutes peeling back layers of emotions, thoughts, and sensations so I can approach my exploration free from my own projections. I find myself in my inner realm where everything fades away into nothing. It's dark, expansive, and seemingly empty. I begin recounting my experiences as I'm having them, a journey which I will share with you now. And just so you know, here I have referenced the creator of the money matrix who I'm directly connected to as our and we, as to not confuse you when referencing myself in this reality. The first thing to emerge from the empty darkness was an energy trail which I track back to a non-human being. It's malevolent in nature and has a real distaste and envy of the lowly humans. Underneath that, it fears and resents humans for their incredible power. The energy of this being's intention feels confident. They are successful in controlling almost every aspect of human life especially with regards to their travel and movements and containing their power by making them believe they are powerless. My attention moves on. I see Earth appear and many great civilizations come and go, all the way to where we are today. Many borders change, cities and cultures rise and fall. I see them as petri dishes protruding from all the continents. 
Humans are being experimented on and the money matrix is behind the experiment. I become aware of many different beings, all imposing on the creation of what we now know as money. Thousands of them, mostly evil and malevolent, but not all. It's a chaotic mess of conflicting intentions, causing much drama during the point of inception. Looking for my center amidst the madness, I sense a pure and familiar heart. My awareness sifts through the many competing energies and traces it back to another being, who I recognize as the prime creator of the money matrix. I recognize this being as me, many eons ago. I reconnected, finding myself as the being. With our non-human hands held high, we are in the middle of a creative process, weaving our original intention into what we now know as the money matrix. But we have no idea that our creation would manifest as money in Earth. Actually, we are up to something totally different. We feel a sudden wave of enormous pain guilt and full body sickness rush right through, accompanied with a feeling that we'd done something terribly wrong. In a flash, what I'm about to share comes back as a memory, like downloading a movie and having all the information available momentarily. The overarching context was known to me beforehand, but the way it landed was so powerful it became not just knowledge, but also a fully embodied experience and my truth. Many tears accompanying this painful memory flowed freely as I continued. During our universal journey, we were many different beings and expressions of life in various galaxies and star systems existing in multiple dimensions. Our final destination to Earth was the most exciting where the entirety of life within the universe of light was to be compressed and expressed on earth in a dense physical reality, like a fractal or a seed containing the information of everything. What was pure light and energy once becomes manifest as something physical, including us. This is the journey of being human, the most important part of our universal journey and truly the most challenging as we enter zero point, at the culmination of everything, with the intention to harmonize and alchemize the wisdom of all universal experiences into our lives in Earth, before exiting this universe altogether. In the midst of this, we were attempting to create a way of acknowledging each other as creator beings, when humans were to incarnate to the planetary body of Earth. That was our path, and we were paving the way for us and many beings wanting to enter the fractal of everything to become human. Earth was the planet where all this was expressed, but how we relate to each other beyond Earth is much more interconnected. Our unique genius expression, our elixir, is always honored, seen, acknowledged, expressed, and experienced by others. When it comes to Earth, humans would forget they are connected to Source when they travel down the birth canal and take on an ego interface. They would forget who they are and that they were creative beings with their own unique elixir. 
how were they to remember their true nature and that they are the creators of their reality. They would arrive seemingly separate to one another, having individual egos and personalities to adventure and experience life as a human. There will be nothing tangible holding them together in a very tangible reality. There will be no immediate sensation felt when another created. It was a very separate, sovereign experience. This spawned the need for a new creation. We were deep in sorcery mode, harnessing the power of the fractal compression of all our combined natural genius elixirs expressed into one energy going into Earth. Oh, can you even imagine the power of that? It was to be a naturally thriving exchange system so that when a human created something, they would be acknowledged for it by another, allowing them to see themselves in the reflection of that other and remember who they are. The exchange was to be some sort of energetic transfer of light between humans, used until they remember that they are creator beings, always connected and not needing the exchange system anymore. Pausing here to mention that there's no need to fully comprehend this. If it's easier to feel into the essence of what I'm sharing rather than getting bogged down in the words, please do so. Besides, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) I'm attempting to describe an abstract picture of our earthly incarnation from a non-human perspective beyond Earth, which is challenging for me to interpret, let alone write about. This creation was so powerful. It soon became the brightest thing in the universe. How much energy was being funneled into Earth had not been known. Containing all of our creator energy and potential, the source essence of all creations of all planetary beings, star systems, galaxies, in the universe of light, and all our experiences throughout these. It's no surprise that our creation attracted many different beings who weren't choosing or simply weren't ready to go down the bravest path in the known universe into the state of total forgetting. They came in droves like moths to a flame to impose on the creation, forcing their intentions, which were mostly malevolent, born from a place of jealousy that they had not chosen to embark on the hero's journey. There were many self-proclaimed gods and goddesses wanting to be worshipped, making use of the vulnerability of humans who would forget their direct connection to Source. This would feed the gods much power because humans are a fractal of everything in the universe of light, making them the most valuable resource in the entire universe. The gods saw that they could set intentions to be worshipped via the energetic exchange system, They would thrive off free energy as well as adoration, greed, lack, pain, control and gluttony, consuming emotional energy and assuming a godlike role to humans. And to all those who would adore, worship or give their power over to money would really be adoring, worshipping and giving their power over to the gods who infiltrated the creation. This creation is so badly hijacked at this point. We lose total control. We stop and put our hands down, weak and defeated, 
feeling as though we have done something terribly wrong. The other entities continue infusing their intentions and we leave the creation behind, knowing somehow we have enslaved humankind, our future selves, but not exactly sure how. We are utterly devastated. The elixir that connects all creative power of life will now be used against creativity and life. It took so much to get to that point of our creation and now it was destroyed. We had failed a huge responsibility that would devastate humankind forevermore. The journey completes and at that very moment, I realized that my major money wound was more accurately a creator wound as I felt the pain of my creation being destroyed. And when money is directly tied to my creative power as an entrepreneur, no wonder I had difficulties with money. Why create when my creations just get destroyed or hijacked anyway? I was reminded that for me, true abundance occurs when I'm creating and the force of magic and creativity is my mode of abundance. Being a creative motivates me and fills my life up with riches and money is the byproduct, not the reason I create. And as it turns out, that is the original intention of money anyway. No wonder I was so despondent about the money matrix. All this focus on money and it was never meant to be about the money in the first place. Money became about survival. It got turned into the thing when expressing our creative beingness and natural genius is the thing. The original intention of money to express our creative beingness and natural genius, to acknowledge each other's creations, to see and remember who we are in the reflection of others and receive so we continue creating until our exchange system has fulfilled its purpose and becomes obsolete naturally. Humankind has moved so far away from the original intention that we have a situation where money equals survival and or freedom. But money was never meant to guarantee survival nor by freedom, perhaps because we were never intended to be slaves to it. Well, at least from one perspective, from a grander all-encompassing perspective, everything that is was meant to be. The power and joy is in who we become because we are willing to create and share it with the world, not the actual money, which is simply the byproduct to encourage and fuel further creations. Maybe that's why a massive ongoing applause can feel a thousand times more soul satisfying than the actual payment from the gig. As my co-creators and I shared our reflections of the journey, more insights and memories poured through. Holly said something that tied everything together. What if the physical expression of all our genius and potential during the creation manifested as gold on earth? What a beautiful mineral to express all of this. And it makes total sense why so much drama and atrocities revolve around the acquisition of gold. 
I had a vague awareness of many lifetimes and incarnations I attempted to convince people that the money system had been infiltrated. I felt a jolt of anger run right through me as I was enraged when the system moved from gold to money then to digital currency because the original intention of money was completely lost. Dawn shared that she felt my creator wound is more a feminine creator wound on the level with, I've hurt my children, or I've birthed a monster or a serial killer. Yikes, I felt the truth in that. She also said that it can be much more challenging to create from a place of survival, even though many amazing humans have done this. And as money became about survival, we were deterred further and further away from the original intention which was to remember that we are creators. Holly was getting a picture of Artesian Times of a woman sewing a dress and bringing it to the market to sell. Someone could see her dress and be moved by the handiwork. They might say, you do such beautiful work, reflecting back her natural genius and that which she loves to do. They might buy the dress and rather than sitting in her house sewing dresses all day long that nobody sees or enjoys, It's a way to put her handcrafted dresses out for sale so her creation and its impact can be seen and received by her and she can go on to do more of what she loves because she is supported in doing so. I responded, let's say that dresses exist in other dimensions beyond earth and you create a beautiful dress and wear it. I am so connected to you that I feel I played a role in the creation and a part of me is wearing it too. There's no need for the physical desire to pay and own it so only I can wear it because there's no consumption nor ownership. In Earth, it's a very different story, hence the need for this massive creation in the first place. The Bigger Picture In another place, far beyond the drama of the arena of human slavery and the worshipping of false money idols, we are all besties on a soul level working together. The most challenging souls are probably the closest to us because they are by far our greatest teachers. Being human is about being a student, always growing and alchemizing the wisdom of our entire universal journey and the experiences we muster along the way. So what were the sneaky malevolent beings who are our besties on a soul level up to when they infiltrated this creation? Why did this happen? And as the feminine who have the final authority over what happens on her earthly body, why did the feminine energies in every one of us allow this to happen here? I could sum it up, but Holly shared it so beautifully at the time of our call, I'd rather use her words paraphrased. In our natural state before we incarnated, we know we are whole and complete beings who are truly interconnected. We recognize this in ourselves and others, along with our sovereignty and natural genius. Then we enter a much more silo experience in the physical. We feel separate and we don't have our natural genius reflected back. We don't know the impact it's having. So we wanted a tool for creating in our silo, for us to see our own genius through money. On one level, we thought we were creating a beautiful playground for humans, but from a grander level, we were creating the very prison we wanted and were destined to free ourselves from. 
when it got hijacked and caused enslavement of humanity, we could also see it was a vital part of the human journey to create the distortion needed for us to heal and alchemize all the experiences we collected during our universal journey. It provided us with the perfect circumstances that we needed to do this, to learn empowerment through disempowerment and remember who we truly are. And in a world of polar opposites, we needed to experience the extreme unnatural state in order for us to experience and get back to our natural state. The money system has gone so far from its pure intention to the outermost point of the other extreme, where it runs on total control, greed, poverty, and enslavement. It was built on a faulty synthetic structure, a house of cards, and now they are starting to crumble. Together we are taking the road back, and by the end, humankind would have completed the circle. In comes Grail Leadership, where we move money through our chalice system of toroidal abundance, cleaning, cleansing, alchemizing, and bending it back towards its original intention. This is the role we are playing. When money has been fully reconnected to its original intention, it will naturally become obsolete because it's fulfilled its purpose. And when we're able to fully appreciate each other, we are back in our natural state. And so I wonder, maybe the money matrix, including all expressions it has yet to take on, will one day complete itself not through force or a takeover of the financial system. It simply ceases to have a reason to exist and it's a gentle transition for humanity. That would be an epic curveball, one that I may not see in my lifetime, but a wonderful thing to play a small role in nonetheless. Unearthing the gifts. I have received so much because I was willing to journey into the shadow that money is evil, rather than forcing myself to take on someone else's truth. I reached a place of more freedom and expansion because I was willing to go through the pain entirely. A great reminder that if something's uncomfortable, lean further in, because you'll move through the experience more effectively than if you try and fix it or continue resisting or avoiding it. To alchemize my major money creator wound, I had to own all aspects of me, including the original creator of money and all beings who impose their will on the creation, as well as the archetypes of the slave driver, slave, victim, rescuer, perpetrator, money controller, the one who appreciates money, the one who gives their authority and power over to money, the one who believes that money buys their freedom, the person who sees money as a perfect mirror to reflect on, the one who believes that money is evil or money is neutral, the person who hates it, loves it, or has a love-hate relationship with it, and especially the one wanting to move beyond it all. These are all aspects of me, of us, and once we take responsibility for them beyond what's right and wrong, and we harness the wisdom from the experiences, we are free to move on, phased out of the drama. I don't feel emotionally charged by the money matrix anymore. 
I don't experience it as evil toward me, but rather a great teacher of my freedom, sovereignty, creator power, and my unique genius expression. And I also see how it can be evil and is to many others right now from their unique experience. I hold a healthy contradiction that I feel comfortable in, where I'm clear about what's welcome and what's not welcome in my reality. It wasn't a matter of working out if money really is evil or neutral. It's probably a yes to both and a no to both and then some. The point is, I can connect with the original intention of money to be a tool for acknowledging and encouraging each other's creations whenever I like, having a much better experience of it. I also see that it's my responsibility and truly an honor to help get money back on track by aligning with the original intention and to receive and spend money in accordance with this. And the rain comes. When I receive money based on knowing that its intention is to acknowledge each other as creator beings, I naturally say yes to aligned work that I love and experience true freedom and unlimited potential to create. When I spend money in the same manner, I shop local from artisans and food growers who love what they do and are expressing their natural genius, who make and grow from scratch and are present for nearly every moving part. They naturally take more care of their immediate ecosystems for high quality produce and products and the longevity of their business for generations to come. This encourages mutual thriving where the planet and all beings are experiencing an abundance of giving and receiving naturally. I feel like a new woman when it comes to money. I can connect back to the purest intention of it and smile, knowing that even though we are experiencing the furthest point from that place, just like a pendulum that inevitably swings back, we are coming home to knowing ourselves as creator beings, living from our genius and enjoying our creations together, experiencing the true elixir of life. Wow, thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from streaming wisdom and feel an urge to give back, Here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth 
forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.